Welcome to the Men's Health Unscripted Podcast with Patrick and Cam. We focus on your entire health, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional to make sure you are good to go every day. Welcome to the Men's Health Unscripted Podcast with Patrick and Cam. And we have two-time guest on the show, RJ Adolfi, and we are here to talk about his experience in medicine, but also some really important organizations that he is involved with. And RJ, thanks for coming on. And how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. great, brother. Appreciate to have you come on, coming back, and good to hear from you. Yeah, you as well. It was great. Yes, yeah, so, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it it uh, it's always good to see you, RJ, and and you're a wealth of knowledge uh, for us and for our audience. And so I, we were talking in your office at Medical Man Cave uh, a little while back, and we were talking about cancer and metabolic disease. And you had brought up that you're the chief growth officer for Hope for Cancer. And when you're telling me about this organization, I was blown away um, just at how it functions and how it helps people with cancer. So let's talk a little bit about that before we kind of find out more good stuff. But um, what what kind of brought you into Hope for Cancer and what are some things that you've learned as being you know a, an executive in that organization? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of transitioned now um, very successfully over the last three years. Um, them as a client and some other organizations I'll tell you about as a client in my last uh, few years um, on operations and healthcare and business consulting. Um, it went from you know come in for an evaluate come in to evaluate um, uh, you know our entire operation to kind of as an interim chief growth officer. Now it's successfully transferred to, you know, a consulting position, you know, an advisory board position. Um, so that's where I like to be with almost everybody that I help because then, you know, they're self-sufficient, right? Everything's about self-sufficiency. And, you know, I was working at a transcranial magnetic stimulation company, um, a client of mine that I was blessed to be hired uh, out of Pittsburgh called Transformations. And they were tasked me with open several more locations over the course of a couple of years and then sell it successfully to a hedge fund, which all happened. Um, it was a blessing. And I, at the end of that tenure up in Pittsburgh, uh, I would go back and forth from Charleston, my principal home here um, for those couple of years. And when that was at the tail end and everything, you know, was finalized and signed and closed, um, I was really, you know, just really, you know, meditating and praying on the next thing, right? Now, my goal in life personally is to just travel with my wife, Elena, of 30 years, my son, Wyatt, my son, Spencer, and just celebrate diversity, as I think we talked about, you know, before, and celebrate diversity and culture and food, right? And in my professional life now um, is to just help as many people as I can before I die. That's my mission you know, to make healthcare accessible, make it affordable and make it convenient. And when you make healthcare affordable, accessible and convenient, then, you know, my, the rest is a, is an American success story and what my family started um, in, in dentistry. But now that I've gotten into these other things like TMS and now hope for cancer, you know, I got a call to come in and do what I just explained, you know, go through this transition 
And when I got there and I visited the treatment centers, we have one in the Baja Peninsula. We have another one in Cancun. We're opening some others in Asia. Um, it's been around for 25 plus years, the company. Um, it's a leading integrative medicine, hopeforcancer.com. So what their belief is, is conventional medicine, although there are good parts of conventional medicine, conventional medicine in the context of cancer it's been historically to break, breaks your body down with biopsies, with, with chemo, everything to do with integrative medicine and hope for cancer is what Dr. Tony Jimenez, the founder of hope for cancer, um, is the seven key principles, right? <clears throat> so we'll be able to get those seven key principles to all your listeners, but oh, it's yeah, I, have them, I have them written down. <laughs> yep. I, I have some, uh, PDFs that I can give you. Um, Hope for Cancer book it is really, really popular. Dr. Tony and I were in Manila in the Philippines last summer, and he was doing a, a, um, a speech. I was doing some work on growth there. And um, over 40 people out of the hundred and something people that came there came with his book in hand for him to sign. Now, they had bought the book and they're in the Philippines. You know, we were just really blessed to have that evening and see that kind of response, right? So what Dr. Jimenez uh, has created is the seven key principles. It's all about building your body up so you can fight the cancer, right? The record is incredible. The record is incredible. He, he, you know, there's treatments in there like hyperbaric chamber, oxygen therapy, um, ozone therapy, heat and light therapy, you know, um, the meals, and what I've learned just by being a layman, because I don't, I, I'm not an angel, as I told you guys before, I, I consider doctors and, and nurses and caregivers and MAs and assistants and anybody in healthcare that are on those front lines, I consider them angels, right? They, 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 they really have a God-given talent to help people physically. I look at myself as I'm a crew chief and trying to create a pit crew. So I can have the best crew, pit crew possible because I consider the dentist and the doctors of the world and the optometrists and veterinarians and anything to do with healthcare, I consider them a Formula One race car driver because they're got their hands on the patients, right? You never see a Formula One driver get out of the car in the pits and help change it. You see the crew chief build a team of unity and, and make it an orchestra when that car comes in the pit so everybody can support that driver the best as possible. And that's my been my position. I've been very blessed, and I use this word purposely, subservient to healthcare workers my whole life, to, to be that pit crew so they can help the people to the best of their ability and mitigate any of the other things that don't have anything to do with helping a patient, with working on a patient, right? And so, um, you know, that's where I got to see it. But I got to see a lot of things from just being, you know, in and around businesses. And, and one of the things I saw there was the reason people get sick is because of what they absorb. Now, everybody says, okay, what they absorb. No, it's it, what I've seen in the last three years in the success rate of the mentality of the people that actually are in remission for years now, you know, unbelievable record for breast cancer, for all colon cancer, all kinds of cancer when you look this up and, and hope for cancer's track record. You know, we're talking about cancer. So there are some, you know, terrible death situations that happen predicated on how soon someone comes to an integrative medicine 
facility. The sooner you come, obviously, the more chance you have of going into remission. But the one thing I saw in layman's terms and, and just observing hundreds and hundreds of these patients, it's what they absorb. I, you know, I would sit in the IV room with them and chat with them, or I would see them having a treatment and they looked like they wanted to talk. You know, one of the things I became um, really proficient in is tempering my temperament to the temperament of the patient. You know, when you learn how to temper your temperament to the temperament of the patient, you can communicate, communicate the best with them, right? As I not articulate, communicate. Um, so, you know, that's where I would see somebody in a treatment and they would like make eye contact and be inviting. And I would go in and talk to them. This has happened dozens and dozens of times in the different stories of where they're from, who they have in their family, who's still with them, who's, you know, what their dynamic is, where do they live? It has everything to do with what you eat. It has everything to do with what you absorb visually. You know, it's scientifically proven that, you know, unbelievable amount of clutter or hoarders have physical conditions that directly correlate with what they visually see, you know. Um, it has to do, you know, as you all, I all know, water, air, exercise, all those things that you would think. But what you absorb spiritually, what you absorb physically, what you absorb visually, you know, from what I saw is that is 90% of your healing. Only 10% is medicine. You know, the, the outlook of these people. And I kind of saw in dentistry, you know, people would come in. And we would, you know, have a couple different types of crowns or veneers. And, you know, a 50-year-old guy would say, oh, I'm going to die soon. So just give me the least expensive one you got. You know, and I've done thousands and tens of thousands of, um, you know, treatment plan consultations, you know, in layman's terms, explaining to the patients, you know, what the insurance is going to pay, what you have to pay, what's involved in the procedures and how long they're going to take, you know, that kind of thing. And then I would get a natally dressed 85-year-old guy or a woman would come in perfectly dressed. You know, they get dressed up like that every day of their life. And you come in and say, son, I don't care what you got. I want the best. And and it's his state of mind, right? It's that person's state of mind, you know? Um, and so that was so prevalent to me. We had hope for cancer. Um, and, and just the, the palatable spirit of the staff. Now you say we have a wonderful staff and you see, you know, you see treatment center staffs and you see hospital staff. It's so palatable because they put all these other things before the actual physical medicine that it makes an incredible amount of difference. Like every single person who's working in those treatment centers love their job and they love what they're doing. You know, and 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 I saw that in the first couple of times I visited the Cancun treatment center over the last couple of years, 430, you know, 85, 90 degrees in Cancun, um, summertime and half the staff was downstairs in the parking lot sitting around talking to each other before they caught the bus. Now we, a couple of us have came down from a meeting after the treatment center had closed. So we probably were in that meeting 45 minutes to an hour, an hour after the treatment center is closed, they're sitting down back laughing and, and it's the culture, you know, um, Dr. Uh, Tony uh, and Marcy, his wife have done such a tremendous job and the rest of the team at hope for cancer for having someone who is aligned with their faith, having some who's aligned with their principles, having some like, you know, you get into business and you say, well, I don't care what they do off the ice or I don't care what they do off the field. As long as they perform on the field, that's not the case. anymore. 
you know, organizations now are thriving because they have like-minded people who really believe in it and are really sincere. And the one thing I've learned in life is there's no defense for sincerity. If you're sincere about anything, there's no defense for it. And, and every one of the staff members that I became to know and watched and, you know, I, I've seen thousands and thousands. I've hired and interviewed tens of thousands of people when I grew my businesses. And in, in, the, in the common denominator is, you know, they pick the people that really believe in, in, in everything, you know, that happens there. And they just don't bolt out the door as soon as it's over. I gave you that one example. But, you know, they're hugging patients and they're there to talk to them. And they know just as much about this person as anybody that's in the room. And it doesn't matter if it's the person who's sweeping the floor, the front desk, or it's an EMT or a nurse or a doctor, oncologist that's at Hope for Cancer. You know, these conversations are just so because everybody's singing out of the same hymn book. And that is a pun. You know, they're, they're there to support these people in every way they can you know they, they they teach them how to eat again properly you know food um because you know as we know and i'll use an example from transformations the world we live in today and i'm not afraid to say it when insurance will pay for tms 30 sessions 30 days in a row 30 minutes at a top at a pop non-invasive in order for the insurance companies in this country to pay for that you have to be on for depression. If you're getting TMS for depression, transcranial magnetic stimulation, you have to be on four years of depression medication protocol before the insurance company will pay for it. We had a 70% recovery rate at anybody with depression that got TMS. They are totally off their medication. So why wouldn't you do TMS first and save the person four years of anguish and side effects and expense when you can do one month of TMS and never have to be on depression medication. The biggest misnomer, and I know I'm jumping around from you know hope for cancer to transformations to to these to Modern Mind Center, which is a TMS company that we've launched in in Florida to help the military with PTSD with peak performance. Their their medication mimics what your body doesn't naturally produce. That's what medication does with a lot of side effects. When you actually reconnect, what TMS does is concentrate magnet, and it concentrates with that magnet, just the pulse, non-invasive. It concentrates blood and oxygen to that area, which rehooks up your synopsis. So now, now your body's starting to produce what you were naturally born with or not naturally born with it. Most people were naturally born with it. So this the medication produces what your body naturally can't produce, but TMS, after 30 days, permanently hooks up the radiator hose back to the engine and the water's flowing through the whole motor. Whereas before it wasn't hooked up completely. So they're, 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 it's a physical, that's the biggest misnomer. You know, mental illness, they say it's mental illness. There's no such thing. It's a physical illness because there's something physically wrong in your brain that's not connected. And if you revigorate that and you reconnect those synopsis in layman's terms, very much so on any psychiatrist that's listening to this, it's rehooked up and now you're functioning. Now, I saw this with hundreds and hundreds of patients. Our corporate office happened to have a treatment center in it too. So I would walk through the waiting room to greet people in the morning. And I can tell you what day of treatment that particular person in the waiting room was on. They would go from not even looking up, staring in their book, petrified. To two weeks later, 
hey, RJ, good morning. How's it going? And then people completely up. We had one little boy. His father was a multimillionaire in Germany, traveled all over the world with his 12-year-old son who had autism. And he spent millions of dollars on treating his son. And he said to us, all I want to do is have my son be able to tell me if something hurts or not, or he likes it or not, or he doesn't like it because he was nonverbal. After 30 days of TMS, he walked out to the front desk and hugged the front desk girl and thanked her and spoke three word sentence. Wow. For the first time in his life, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. There was nothing wrong with this child except for he wasn't the connections that were inflicting this ailment, whether it's PTSD or it's depression or it's, or, or it's autism, your body is, has all the tools. They just need to be hooked up. And some are born, they're not. And some, they go through a traumatic experience or an accident and it, 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 it deafens that area and you have to revigorate it. So that's what TMS does. Um, it revigorates the area. So, you know, bouncing around from, you know, TMS and, and that whole concept and, and, and the misnomers about cancer, um, integrative medicine specifically, all I've seen is people get better at hope for cancer spiritually, uh, emotionally, physically, and it's in all their treatments, like anybody that's listening to this podcast, you could be a, the sickest person in the world, or you could be the healthiest person in the world. And we could go through all these treatments that they have at Hope for Cancer, and it would just make us better. It, it would just make us better. Um, you know, a healthy person, you know, we have a wellness program. Healthy people can do all these regimens that Hope for Cancer does. They can do hyperbaric chamber. It's great for you. Oxygen therapy, ozotherapy, ozone therapy, light therapy, heat therapy. You know, these are all the part of the seven key principles on hopeforcancer.com. And, you know, it, it is something that, you know, you just sit back in layman's terms and you look at this and you just observe these hundreds and hundreds of people who come in and you see the light in their eyes or the faith in their eyes or you see the the darkness, you know, um, and, and I can tell you 90% of what happens in people's lives and, and physically um, is, is what they surround themselves with and what they absorb, you know, it's, it's really the most precious thing. I think you and I were talking about it, Cam and, and Patrick, most precious thing you can any, give anybody in this life is time. That's the most precious thing. And the, the wiser you get the realize you, how valuable your time is and who you spend it with. It's so true. And, you know, you have all this multi-million dollar treatment facility in Cancun and another one in the Baja Peninsula. We're looking to put one, you know, help people develop them in Manila. And, and, and you see all this multi-million dollar equipment. It's worthless without everything else I'm talking about. It's only 10% of that healing tasks from LinkedIn to, to do posts, you know, I'm supposed to be doing them um on a timely fashion but you know one today that i put down and i'm just looking to read it to you right now quickly but it's you become what you surround yourself with energies are contagious choose carefully your environment you will become your environment will become you oh it's the old adage right lay with dogs you're gonna get fleas if you hang around <laughs> with three millionaires you're gonna be the fourth millionaire the mentality of dental patients when I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s, from the mentality I've seen of my clients, the ones that were successful, you know, they really put their humility at the door. 
that was another thing. I mean, you know, I pray, I mean, the biggest thing you could ever have is grace and humility, I think. Um, grace is probably the biggest thing you could ever pray for and humility being second, but it's that common denominator of I've seen all these people, their state of mind, um, what they surround themselves with and what they absorb, you know, on a daily basis, you know, what they absorb visually, what they get outside, what they absorb, you know, spiritually. If you study the blue zones, it's not a secret anymore. Just look up blue zones and the common denominators in blue zones have a lot to do with Dr. Tony and hope for cancer, seven key principles whether you'd know it or not, but the blue zone is, you know, people live in 120 plus and they interviewed them all. And there's tons of documentaries on that, but you see, and they asked them all the most successful ones. What do you do every day? Well, I hang out with all my friends and I see my, my family and we actually dance and sing. Like we really do that every day. The lady said, and they showed them all dancing and singing in the afternoon. They're all hanging out and they, you know, they're not drinking excessively or one thing or another. They're dancing and singing. You know, and in 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 the just the type of food that they absorb, and the whole thing I've seen with hope for cancer too, and a bunch of different areas uh, in dentistry specifically, Mountain Dew is like bathing your teeth in acid. Okay, people talk about meth mouth; it doesn't even come close. Not even in the same league. You might as well be in arena football compared to the NFL, compared to Dew mouth. Mountain wow. Dew. It's like bathing your teeth and body in acid. The same thing. I'm bumming a lot of people out right now. I know. Same thing <laughs> with Red Bull, right? It's like bathing your body yeah. in acid, which literally, literally. And so everything that we consume and we're able to purchase, the average person is designed to make you sick. Everything that we get treated for is designed to keep you on the treadmill. People realize it, but they don't have an alternative or they don't have the resources for alternatives. These are just basic principles that what I objectively saw through, you know, dentistry and these cancer clients um, and the TMS with Modern Mind Center. Um, and it's it's really what you absorb, everything that's around you. Yeah, that's something that really kind of... Uh emphasize in most areas of healthcare is like, as you're saying, with how your energy and that, that of everybody around you, your environment really does contribute to your health. Uh, right. Like you were saying with the blue zones. So it was, we did hit about hit on it. Our previous podcast, Okinawa is one of those big blue zone areas. And it's not necessarily the big cities or the big towns that have those individuals, those individuals who live those longest they're still back at home on their farms. They're working their land. They're eating the food they produce that their neighbors have produced. And they'll swap, you know, rice and fish and things like that. And just as you're saying, there's such a big emphasis on social environment there. They have their family time. Dinner is a big, still a big family event. Yeah. Everybody still comes together for those daily meals, for big holiday meals, mm -hmm. festivals. And that just kind of brings your spirits up. And people really do kind of underestimate the effect that can have on yourself when you're fighting a, any kind of disease state, you know, cancer in this particular case, it is a big part because you go to, you go to a lot of cancer centers. Unfortunately, they are very hospital kind of set. You know, they are beigey kind of colors they are very pastel and flat and kind of, kind of downplayed. And everybody does have that weird, like kind of cloudy day air about them. And then unfortunately that does not lead to the best situation for them to kind of kind of get better because then you can see some of the patients who maybe are some other centers like you got to imagine being at a center in Cancun is going to 
raise your spirits up pretty pretty damn good. If well, you're when you walk in the front day. entrance, there's a complete like couple thousand gallon uh, uh, reef inside with all tropical fish. The entire wall of the weighted rooms like that, you know, and it's all like it's it's incredible, you know, and everything is is like brushed nickel and glass, and it's all on a curve. Nothing's at a ninety degree angle. So everything's complete. You know, the feng shui of these places are just incredible. You know, um, it was all taken in mind in these new centers that we're designing. It's it's all in mind. It's that feng shui. It's like you said, that feeling that you get when you see a, a, an old friend, you know, and and I just implore everybody to look at the statistics of crowded cities and the life expectancy compared to Wyoming. And I'm not, I'm not telling you to move to Wyoming, but I am telling you to go out in the country on the weekends. I am telling you to go for a walk on the beach every night. I am telling you to go for a walk in the woods every night and hug a tree. You know, um, I mean, it's been so, they are so, you know how genius people are and all the things that we've created and everything that's been, it's incredible. The the amount of genius that's in this world. There's, there's, it's 90% genius and goodness. 10% is evil and it gets all the publicity, the 10%. I truly believe 90% of this world People want to mind their own business, do their thing, love their family, and just get through life. Even to the point that I've been studying, and I, I, I get down these rabbit holes and I study them, and I bring them down to a, you know, molecules. And, and you guys, would be, you'd be great at this, Patrick, and, and and Cam. Sneaker soles, you don't get any energy from the ground. They're purposely designed like that. You know how many people on this been listening to this podcast walk barefoot today, on the grass, around the snow, around the ground. You know, how many people hung out near a tree? That stuff is really everything that you need, you can get. And, and it's totally what you put out there. I, I truly believe this from seeing whatever you invite in your life is going to show up. Whatever you invite in your life, it's going to show up. So really be careful in what you invite in your life, what you invite into your business. Who you invite into your business? Who do you put on your pit crew? Who to put? Who do you put on your team? You know, what's their physical demeanor when you're with them? You know, what's their signs? You know, uh, how welcoming and how sincere are they? Everybody's looking for sincerity in this world because it's everything's so fake. And it's not. It's just the things that get, get publicity are fake. It's 10%. That's the things in front of you, right? How many coffee places are there? We were talking about this back, right? There's mm -hmm. three. There's Tim Hortons, Dunkin' Donuts, and Starbucks. Hello, right? How many lumber, Home Depot and Lowe's? I mean, no choices. How many grocery chains? Not many. You count them on two hands. Major. I mean, we're getting our stuff from the same places. It, it, you know, the same people own them, as everybody knows. It, it, it really helps you to understand that you have all the power in your life to wake up tomorrow morning or start tonight and don't do it, you know, and do something else that makes you feel better. You know, there was this, there was this Coke addict about 10 years ago that was talking to me at one of these, uh, I was consulting for a medical doctor who was actually doing ketamine and a bunch of other stuff way before TMS. And I was helping him grow. I did thing like six locations. I grew for him And this Coke guy comes in and, and we're sitting there and he's talking to me and I, and I said, you know, what's happening? And he starts just, you know, some people open up and I'll tell you their whole life story in two seconds. He was one of those people. And he goes, well, I'm happy to say I haven't done it in six months. 
He goes, because I found something better than coke. And I was like, what's that, right? And he goes, well, you wouldn't believe it, Mr. Adolph. He goes, you know, I was studying this stuff about cold plunges. But before I studied cold plunges, I was studying the endorphins and the level of endorphins you get when I do a line of coke. It's like 90 decibels or something like they call it, whatever, right? When you do a 15-minute plunge in 45-degree water, it... It, and when you do a coke, it peaks in nine minutes. When you do a cold plunge for 15 minutes in the morning at 45 degrees, you don't peak till hour nine. So in other words, your endorphins are raising the entire day after you get out of that cold plunge till, and it's way off the scale. It's like 900 compared to 90 for an endorphin rush. And so this guy was one of the first advocates, person I ever talked to that knew about cold plunges. One of the guys that like, a couple of years later, I started like remembered what he was telling me. And I said, let me, now these cold plunges are coming out and, <laughs> you know, doing cold plunges. And, you know, you're talking to somebody, I've been very blessed. You know, I played pro hockey for 10 years, semi-pro hockey and never was injured. Right. In 10 years, um, 120 games a year. I just never lifted weights in my life. I ran, I did pull-ups, push-ups, and I stretched before every game and after every game. Never was hurt in 10 years. I did a seven day fast last month. I was telling you about it when I was in West Palm beach, we were opening a new medical man cave in West Palm beach, went to West Palm beach. It was freezing out, you know, decided just to stay in every night and, and, you know, ended up being a seven day fast, water fast, um, electrolytes. It took some pe I drank Pedialyte and water for seven straight days. Resets. I do it once a year resets. Sometimes I do it twice a year resets your entire body. And you were telling me, I think Patrick, that the major study you're reading if you go just 48 hours or 24 hours? Uh, yeah, 72 hours. There's some studies. Japan was like a leader in studying fasting for a long time. And okay. there was a, a couple studies that they did. It was three, five, and seven days. I don't think they went past seven. And mm -hmm. they, they what they would do is draw blood every single day from mm -hmm. the people who were on the fast. And they found that right around this, like between the 48 and 72 hour mark, all their it they'd shown that like their white blood cells had plummeted and mm -hmm. they were actually entering autophagy where it's like easy way of saying it is like it's your body's way of coming out cleaning up damaged cells cleaning up old immune cells your red blood cells over time get damaged so your body isn't focused on digesting food so as we're, uh, the efficient machines that we are it just repurposes that energy into something else and so it mm -hmm. just basically cleans you out. Um, at, like you might want to test to this, RJ. I fasted a few times. Like your poop gets really weird for a while. Yeah. Like your gut You're is clean. just, you know, yeah. After three days, you know, like I don't plan on it. It's not on my schedule. I like to do it around January. But, you know, the last four or five years that I've done it. Um, but your body just gets anxious for it. You know, and and you if you can get by, like we were talking about, if you can get by those first couple of days, you feel better than the food tastes. You feel better than the food taste. And I broke my fast and I had some one of my favorite things, broccolini. And I had, you know, like some broccolini and I had a little piece of salmon. Oh my God, I was the best broccolini and salmon I've ever mm -hmm. had in my life. Because one, I was eating something that was really healthy, you know, and two. It was just like my body was completely reset and completely cleaned out. But, you know, that's something that you have to work up to, right? I used to do a day, go 24 hours if I, I travel a lot for work. 
So if I'm on the plane, you know, or I'm running here, there, or I'm in two or three cities in the same day on the plane, then I won't, you know, I won't eat. And at least started like that. There's a lot to be said for what you already have in your arsenal. You have everything you need in your arsenal. But, you know, you find somebody that's sincere that you think is sincere in your life and talk to them if you don't get to talk to anybody or if you're not talking to anybody about stuff. Find somebody. You're going to feel so much better. You talk to them and it might become a habit. You know, try to skip a couple meals. You know, some people, you know, they get my son, Wyatt. He's the Snickers commercial, man. He gets angry. You know, if he, he, <laughs> he goes three, four hours without eating something. He's going to rip your head off. You know what I mean? But that's his metabolism and he thinks. But, you know, he's a younger kid. It's really interesting what that has always done for me. You know, like I was telling you, if like my wife gives me uh, maybe one Advil every couple of years, if something's wrong or I go hunting, you know, I, I was in Texas this past about three months ago, helicopter hunting the night before we were um, nighttime scoping and, and hog hunting wild boar at night or with spears. And I fell off a ledge and just totally demoed the whole left side of me. Right. And I was like, honey, what am I going to do? I called her the next day. I said, I got to drive to this other hunt and fuck. And she goes, take an Advil. And I said, well, you know, I don't like take anything, blah, blah, blah. I take one, everything is gone. Like in five minutes. I mean, I took, but, you know, and, and she takes Advil, you know, maybe once, twice a week, you know, because she's prone to headaches and stuff like that. But I think people, you know, the biggest message I can give across to you in business is there's no defense for sincerity. And, and you treat everybody that's your customer or patient like they're your family. Like, you know. Um, because they need it even more than your family because you have family and they may not. So consider that everybody's fighting a worse battle than you are. That's for sure. Um, the other thing is, you know, you have all the tools in the tool shed as Dr. Tony would tell you, you follow the key seven key principles and in your spirit is right. Your faith is raised. You know, what you absorb is all in it, and it, you have it, you have it yourself. You have all your tools in the toolbox right now, you know, within yourself. You just take little steps and people who like to jump right in, take big ones. People who like to just dip their toe, dip your toe. People who like to kind of go slow and medium, then go fat, go medium fat, whatever your personality is, go for it. You know, I think it's a lot of things that need to be said. And I know you guys talk Turkey and you talk Frank and, you love your listeners and I think they deserve it. You know, I'm not going to say, I don't think you deserve the truth. That's up for you to decide. That's up for you to research. That's up for you to find out, you know? Um, but me personally, I choose not to participate. Um, I don't know. Yeah, more. Sometimes it, sometimes it definitely feels like that scene is made to distract and it's like made to consume negativity. And I'm not a big news guy. Because no. you turn on the news and you'll see 10 negative things for every positive thing. Yeah. And like the positive thing is not that it's frivolous, but it'll be like, oh, these five dogs were adopted from the shelter and I love dogs. I'll be the first one to say it. But it's and but it then it's like horrific negative news. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that the more you consume of that, and then I mean, even with social media. Like, yeah, we're on social media. We try to be a positive outlook or positive source. We give people laughs, but we also give them quality information. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where we're trying to be a positive outlook where so many things on social media are negative and there's all these, you know, differing opinions. Like there's like the men versus women stuff. There's, you know, politics. There's all these different avenues where, yeah, some things do have value but 
on the other end, some of it's just like frivolous negativity for the sake of being negative and kind of going back to what you say, you are what you consume. It's not just the food. It's not air. It's, it's not just your water. I mean, it's so much more than those things. I mean, consuming negative things on TV and like, I'm sure everybody listening has that one family member that watches way too much news mm -hmm. and their outlook is the sky is falling all the time. I mean, they don't understand got, how subliminally that affects you physically. Subliminally right. it affects you physically. And 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 yeah, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Um it's and and 90% of this world is wonderful. I've been to 38 countries. I celebrate diversity with my family and culture. I've been to 38 countries. It's all about food, family, and love. 90% of my travels, I've never had a problem in my life traveling not one incident, right? Um, might be because I look crazy, but, you know, it was all about everything I've ever seen from Russia to China to Africa. And I've been to these places for months. It's about food, family, and love, but it's a positive manifestation that I ask for what I want, you know, and it's unusual for someone to get everything they've ever wanted. I wanted to marry my wife at a very young age. Never even told myself that. You know, uh, wanted two sons, grew up with four sisters. I was the only boy, you know, just wanted two boys, you know, wanted to play pro hockey, wanted to help grow the largest dental care company in the history of the world. Did it, was the CEO for 10 years. Wanted to get into the destigmatized mental illness. So you no longer have to take medication with side effects um, that mimic the chemical that your body can naturally produce. And being just a small part, now a consultant for Hope for Cancer, is probably the most gratifying job I've ever done in my life. Because, you know, it's what I prayed for. You know, helping someone with a denture or a crown because they're going on a job interview and they come in the next day to the office and tell everybody they got the job, there's not a dry eye in the house. That was my first experience about that stuff. You know, you know, asking an old farmer from Watertown, New York, to fill out his information at the front desk and he almost wanted to choke me to death because he couldn't read. And when I asked him if he wanted a cup of coffee and if I could come around the counter and sit down next to him in the radio room and fill it out for him, as I asked him the questions, this guy's demeanor changed. He brought me a jar of salmon that he got every year in Watertown from the Salmon River. Every spring he would travel down, the guy was in his 80s, for 10 straight years and bring me that jar of salmon every spring, just from that one encounter when he got a tooth fixed. You know, everything I've ever seen in the blessing now I've had a chance to be just a small part of a team like Dr. Tony and Hope for Cancer and, and Marcy Jimenez and Dr. Tony Jimenez and, and everybody from Brandon Wynn, the CEO, right down. Uh, and there is no down. Brandon, we were in a meeting today and he said, we're all horizontal. You know, it's not from here to the, it's horizontal. You know, I always say when you get to the top, you better send the elevator down because you're not going to be at the top very long. This was a blessing that I've never even dreamed about. You know, I, I, I prayed for it and I asked when I was at the tail end of my transformations project in Pittsburgh. And, you know, when I got to be a small part or just helping in some way for people to spend longer with their life, with their family and friends and their loved ones to give them a little bit longer is the most gratifying thing I think I could ever have came up with. Like I didn't come up with it, God did. You know, I mean, it was just beyond my imagination scope that I could ever be just a tiny part 
of what they do at Hope for Cancer and the success that Dr. Tony's had for the last 27 plus years of, you know, unbelievable track record of remission just because of his spirit, because of his wife's Marcy's spirit, um, because of the staff spirit, and because everybody believes. Everybody there believes, and they're there because they want to be, you know. Yeah, I, I did have a question about that. So the first time we were discussing Hope for Cancer, you had really put an emphasis on when people come in and they have a belief system, so it, it can be non-denominational if... Yeah. If I stand yeah, correct, I like, emphasize that. You, yeah. yeah. Yep. So at Hope for Cancer, like there's no specific religion, but yep. you were talking about how you had seen the most success in cancer remission come from people who had a strong belief system, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. and in their heart knew that they could go in here, get these therapies, and mm-hmm. beat this thing. Yep. And you said that like the remission rate at that point is like astronomical. Astronomical. I I forgot exactly the number, but tell us a little bit about like some of that, that you've seen in people who have come in with high belief versus no belief or low belief that this Um, is going to actually work. Yeah. In Cancun, I go there a lot and uh, to the treatment center there. And in the morning we have a morning worship, right? So it's just general worship. It's not denominational. Um, And you know, I will go in there and, um, you know, there's a couple of times where everybody stands up and they're nominated to some of the, of the the songs and thing that we sing. The person next to me hold, holds my hand or the person next to me doesn't even look at you, you know, and there's 30, 40 people sitting in this room. And then you see someone and you kind of look as you're looking around as the, as it's happening and someone across the room, you catch your eye and they smile at you. They're a patient. They got stage three cancer and their smile so bright, it lights up the room. You know, so you vacillate towards that people. And then two or three days later, I see them holding court in the IV room, you know, and they're laughing and they they kind of came together. Like we had everybody saying, you know, they didn't have their name. I think they just where they were from. You know, we had like these little badges made for everybody and it was just where they were from, you know, that kind of thing. And so you saw all these different groups of people and they recognize, you know, they didn't recognize each other, but it gave them a common denominator. And in the people that went through the struggle alone, or the people who committed it, you know, there's caregivers who were the reason that their mate got sick from the way they treated them their whole life. I mean, people have come out and admitted that like she's here or he's here because of me and how I treated him his whole life. That's why he's here. That's what made him sick. That's what made him get cancer, you know, and she had a profound experience. Every one of your listeners right now, our entire life, everybody knows good from bad. Everybody knows what they're doing. No one can tell me that they don't have a conscience. Everybody's got one. Whether you talk to it or not, it's a different story. You know, and when you let goodness in your life, when you invite goodness, you're only going to get goodness. You know, now you might get hit by a bus, (laughs) right? But that's just fate. You know what I mean? You know, the guy who's an Olympic athlete who was, you know, vegan his entire life, get hit by a car jog. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. You see that all the time. You know, um, God does have a sense of humor. Um, Leaves us all here to toil in our trouble, right? But if whatever you invite in your life, that's what's going to show up. And Hope for Cancer truly believes and and truly lives it and, and, and breathes it and sleeps it every day with their patients that it's all based in goodness. You know, it's welcoming, 
and it's based in goodness and, it, and it's letting you know what you can do, you know, what you can do naturally, what you can do with integrative medicine, what you can do with holistic medicine, um, what you can take in, in conventional medicine, taking the best, Dr. Tony believes in taking the best out of everything and fighting that, that cancer with the best from everything, you know, and, and Dr. Tony believes in being cutting edge and being not just with the pack, but to be ahead of the pack. He's been known for the last 20 years and hope for cancer has been known for the last 20 years to be so far ahead of the three different fields I just mentioned, you know, and when you read about the seven key principles and, and when you just, you do your research on, on hope for cancer in other places like this, you know, we were talking about putting one in Costa Rica, you know, because of the lush jungle and the ocean and the fresh air and the forest and making it feng shui and have everything teak and glass, you know, um, and, and have a mineral pool and have a chapel, you know, that anybody can go in and, 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 you know, those kind of things, that's what heals people, you know, and the only way you're going to stay healed is not absorb the same things when you get back. I've seen, we have a home support program. That's incredible. You know, because I've experienced it with Meals on Wheels. You're the only contact this person's ever had since yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and and that was a real eye opener. And and you know, if you go back to the closed curtains, and and you go back to if you're susceptible, if your DNA and genetics are susceptible to things, then you're going to get something from it. You can smoke your whole life. The owner of the baseball team, she drank Dr. Peppers and smoked chain smoke. She was 104. She said her three of her doctors told her that she kept drinking Dr. Pepper. She was going to die. She outlived all of them. You know what I mean? So if your DNA or you're susceptible, but words matter, words matter. What you say about yourself matters. What you say about or think about other people matter. What you put out there in words, they call it words because it's a vibration. The vibration that you put out there, the intent that those words have is a vibration and you're going to get it back. That's what you're inviting. So being based in goodness and, and just everything that you can experience and what you absorb is, is what I really think differentiates this to a world-class facility. Um, and I'm seeing it by the results of the patients and the leadership, you know, with the horizontal leadership as Brandon, when the CEO explained, you know, he's there for every single person in that building or, or, or on that team. Um, and we're all there for one thing, the patients. You know, I used to have a plaque behind all the offices, the dental offices that said, you know, phone, uh, people, phone, paperwork. You know, if a person was in front of you, you put the phone on hold. If you're doing paperwork, then, you know, you, you take the call. If you're just doing paperwork, you take the call. You know, it's people, phone, paperwork. And when you look at it that way, it really changes the dynamic of why you're there. You're there for the patients, 100%. People feel better to go to the doctor when they studied this. And dentists, they didn't do anything for them, but they got the best chairside manner or bedside manner you ever saw. They just love going there and makes them feel better. You know what I mean? And from my experience, the people with the best manual dexterity don't necessarily have the most dynamic personnel. The people with the most dynamic personality doesn't necessarily have the best, you know, manual dexterity. You definitely don't want these hands in, in on your in your mouth. You know what I mean? They were made to beat people up on a hockey rink. 
Um, but you <laughs> if know, you've never met RJ in person, he has hands the size of catcher's mitts. So no. <laughs> so I, the thing the other day, it says a t-shirt a girl was wearing ironically. My my niece, Sophia, is a hockey superstar. She's like the Gretzky of Florida hockey. She's uh, I think 16 now. Um, national champion, my niece. But but I saw a t-shirt on a girl in Charleston the other day that said, I wish life was more like hockey. You could just punch somebody in the face and get five minutes, you know, five penalty. <laughs> You know, and, and it was a strange existence playing playing ice hockey in particular. It's the only sport that you can commit a Class A felony, assault with the intent to injure in front of 25,000 witnesses, and get a standing ovation in a five-minute time. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing in, in, in society, if you think about it, you know, besides martial arts now and stuff like that. But, I mean, like I said, guys, it, I, I think from what I've seen with TMS, uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation, what I've seen with my clients, with with hope for cancer what i see with us growing this company of modern mind center in medical man cave you know medical man cave is just incredible it, it helps people with their self-esteem you know and when you help people with your self-esteem that's one of the components i'm talking about you know um you need someone around you to tell you um that you're special you know and that you're loved and that you 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 know you think they're beautiful you know, you need that in your life, whether you know it or not. So whoever your mate is, if they're not given that with you, the other thing I learned in life, 58 years old, being an executive for the last 30 years, you cut ties quick. That's the one thing I learned, you know, um, the worst hires, you know, we used to sit around and commiserate here in Keough Island in Charleston and a bunch of us uh, business owners, we'd sit around and we go, okay, boys, uh, how long they last? Because it was a new hire. Right. And everybody's talking because we're golfing every day on Kiowa and we talk to each other all the time. And, we're, you know, everybody tells each other their problems and it's all diversified business, you know, and they're and like, oh, I got an interview tomorrow. You know, I got to hire a C-suite person. One day the guy lasted and we're like, oh, how'd you do? How'd you do on that hire? Now, these are guys that have hired hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people, big hitters. You know what I mean? And and that's the game, you know, like you you, you and, and one thing he says one day he goes, yeah. Yeah, interview was great. You know, spent a couple of days with him was great. Got to work. Got by the end of the day, absolutely not. Man, did I screw up? And we give him all a hard time. You know, he's got to buy lunch or something. We have an interview. You know, and and the one thing I learned: cut ties quick. Why sit around anything that's going to make you ill? Why be in an environment that you're absorbing hostility and anxiety? Right, hostility and anxiety. Why are you in an atmosphere like that, that someone's not telling you you're special? You know, think about it. There's 8 billion people in the world. 8 billion. How many people have you met in your life? How many people do you want to meet? How many people are out there available to meet? Um, 7 billion, 900, you know, thousand. Right. Have you only met 100,000 people in your life, I think? I don't know. I got 4,700 contacts in my phone. Right over the last 30 years of doing business, 4,700 contacts, same phone number I've had in 30 years. Um, yeah, I don't know anybody who knows, you know, more than 10,000 people or so, you know, they might you know you because you're family, you don't know them. But so that that begs the reason that either you're fishing in the wrong pond, you're looking for the wrong stuff, you know, you're inviting whatever you invite in your life is going to show up. If you invite goodness in your life, it's going to show up. You invite faith in your life, it's going to show up. You invite friends in your life. You know, one thing I, I go around doing because I travel so much is smile. I, I've smiled at strangers my entire life. 
you know, it's probably gotten me out of a lot of shady situations because I've been in places in Russia and China that you probably shouldn't be, you know, certain areas of Beijing. Not saying anything and smiling, you would not believe how much that breaks down the barrier of entry, you know, with a with with, with starting anything. So I always say, you know, what I've learned from these guys, they're way smarter than me and my golfing buddies on Kiowa. They're way, they have way bigger businesses. You know, they're my mentors. Um, and they the one thing I've learned from them is cut ties immediately. If you made a mistake, cut ties, bail, dude, skate, streets, skittles, go. You know what I mean? Um, do it immediately. Don't let it, don't let it linger. Don't let it perpetuate if you don't think that there's a real solution to what kind of energy and vibration that that person's putting out for you or that company's putting out for you or that job's putting out for you or whatever it is in your life, your healthcare putting out for you, you know, whatever it is, bail, change, do something different. Come to a medical man cave. We have primary care. We're doing cosmetic dentistry. We, we do um, aesthetics. We do hair transplants. Um, we have biological packages. Dr. Steve Matarjame is incredible. You know, Dr. Tony Jimenez and Dr. Steve Matarjame, you know, they're probably the most, um, the smartest people I've ever met. And I'm not just saying that loosely. Like Dr. Jimenez's story is incredible. He's a neurosurgeon by trade and his father got sick and, and stopped immediately his practice and cured his father of cancer and became wow. a cancer integrative holistic cancer expert. And now he's been doing it for 30 years and he's a leading guy in the world for it. You know, he's published and he's everywhere. Um, you know, and Dr. Steve Matarjame was published out of grad school and college. He was published, you know, it was the whole family, the Matarjame is genius. Father invented the angioplasty, the Matarjame angioplasty in Chicago. Back in the day, every angioplasty was put out for 30 years, had the Matarjame name on. You know, so these guys, I've been so blessed to be subservient to them and be part of their pit crew, you know, because here, Dr. Steve recognized that, you know, people have self-esteem issues and they, and they need med and medicine. You know, everything we were talking about on their last broadcast, you know, it's a cool place for a man to go to the doctor, to go see primary care, to go to see a psychiatrist if you want, to get TMS done. You can get aesthetics done. You can get a hair transplant done. I mean, you can get whatever you need. You know, and it's a cool atmosphere and we have in-house payment plans, 0% interest. Same with modern mind centers that are opening. It's, 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 it's what I said in the beginning, you make it accessible, affordable, and convenient. And you hire a staff that has aligned interest. And, and, and yeah, I mean aligned interest and alienate anybody who doesn't, you know, anybody who doesn't, anybody who doesn't have family principles, you know, anybody who doesn't have faith, regardless of what it is. Everybody who doesn't have sincerity, don't hire them. Don't, don't even put them on the team. And if you found out you you, you hired them wrong, like we say on Kiowa, you know, um, then you cut your ties fast. And, and that's all about what you absorb. Again, it's all about what you absorb, right? It's what you, what you invite into your life. And you're not stuck. That's probably the biggest thing I can ever convey to your, your listeners. You're not stuck in this world. You know, you get up. And you do it and you just make the first step. And that's what it takes. That's all it takes is a little first step. And when you realize you can do that first step yourself, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change your situation. You'll have the bravery. You'll, you'll have the where for all. You'll, you'll have the tenacity to get through it, to change. And 
you know, every time I've changed or I've gone through a major change, I it's been the better. Didn't seem like it at the time when I was growing upstream, you know, but in the long haul, you come out better because you've met a challenge. People who fail and, and succeed and fail and succeed, they've met challenges and they've grown up and they've learned how to get back up and they've learned from the mistakes and they don't repeat them. You know, um, it's just, you know, it's not what you made, made you do something. It's if you're going to repeat it or not, you know, and like I said, everybody that's listening to this has a conscience, whether you talk to it or not, or you ignore it or not, or you're listening to it too much or not. I don't know, but you know, what's right from wrong and you know, what's good for you and what isn't good for you, you know, and, and I don't mean cigarettes and alcohol, everything in moderation, you know, they say that, right. Um, I have a different belief, but you know, that's just me on that kind of stuff. Another, I, you know, I, I hardly any drink anymore. I used to drink all the time. I just, you know, just my faith that just don't drink anymore. Like I don't have the desire, you know, don't want to feel that way, you know, and, and remember how it feels. Don't want to, you know, cloud, you know, because I'm, my business is named laser focused, you know, <laughs> I want to be laser focused. And, and like I said about fasting, like I fell every time I do it, I feel better than the food tastes. Right. It, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. You know, you, you, you just, um, you get to that point where, you know, making that change and you just feel better about yourself and what you're capable of. You don't know until you do it. Something that like what you guys are doing, you know, you guys are incredible because you're going to have such a reach as you've been growing leaps and bounds now with this podcast, you, you, you don't have to be confined to being a medical doctor because they only see a few number of people, a couple thousand a year, right? Or a dentist or something like that. You can reach everybody help, you know, sure. and, and get this out. And so, you know, it's such a blessing for you guys to do things like this, to bring these things and these conversations out. You know, like, I mean, I'm answering the phone to the office, one of my staff at medical management saying, hey, you know, more what's happening. You know, what do you need? Oh, I want to get this done. I want to get, they'd be totally embarrassed to talk about it. But the way the staff is, because they love our patients and they're sincere and we hire right. They're like, dude, don't worry about it. I got you. You know, dude, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, and they temper their temperament to the patient. You know, like Hope for Cancer is incredible about tempering their temperament of the temperament of the patient. They are so in tune with their patients at Hope for Cancer. It's incredible how they temper their time. They they probably do it the best out of any organization I've seen. And I'm trying to emulate it at Medical Man Kit and Modern Mind Centers, right? And Thrive Wellness that we're doing with these Thrive Wellness rooms that you can install on your own. You know, basically all the stuff that you have at a Hope for Cancer, um, you could have the Hope for Cancer Thrive Wellness room, you know, and it oh, has wow. the therapy and the oxygen therapy and it has the hyperbaric chamber you can put it right in your house or in a commercial property if you want your team to use it you know you could put it you can put one of these rooms at the office so those are offering but you know through all this stuff it's just it's about breaking down those conversations right that's what you guys do best you break down those hard conversations that every man's thinking about but doesn't know who to talk to you know, and, and it doesn't have to be, it can be a cool conversation. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a weird conversation because, you know, Hey, we're all over it. You know what I mean? You're, we're all over it. Basically there, there's too much, you know, the, the, the one key thing that Dr. Tony and Dr. Steve believe in is solicitation through education, not sensationalism. 
You know, there's way too much solicitation in this world with sensationalism and not enough solicitation with education. And, and, and we are core believers at Hope for Cancer and Medical Man Cave and things like that and Modern Mind Centers and Thrive Wellness. But I think those are the things that, that make the big difference is tempering your temper to the patient and, and, and learning their temperament and reading their temperament and, and helping them along. And all you're doing is augmenting the things that they're not, don't have the temperament to do or communicate. You know, the best communicators can augment without talking you know, um, augment without talking, you know, and just supplement that conversation. Um, so it's, it's all about people. And, and, you know, so when you come to these places, they're super inviting. There is no stigma. The places are designed, you know, incredible. Like I said, over cancer is all, you know, brushed nickel and, and glass and everything's round and all the doors are and just everything. I mean, from the incredible fish tanks to the murals, to the, to the whole place, there's, um, and, and the same thing as you know, right? Guys from Medical Bank, you walk in there and you're like, Am I, am I, where am I? Yeah, I just you know? thought I was there to party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, man, this place is awesome. awesome. Yeah, this and Dr. Steve's so cool. He's like, you know, he's, he, he's like, let's make the coolest place anybody could ever go to to the doc for a guy. And he's like, Yeah, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Greta Van Fleet, let's put a big poster in the waiting room of them. Those guys rock. You know what I mean? And, and, and different stuff like that. So that's why it's just completely, you know, my my life, I love being a business consultant for not only just regular business, but healthcare, uh, medical care, um, and then owning some of my own companies that we are on part, be blessed with, with my partnerships that I have. You know, it's, it's one of those things where um, it's so diverse. You know, as we were talking, right, Patrick? I mean, my clients couldn't be any different. You know what I mean? It's like um, one selling self-esteem and one selling more time with your loved ones. You know, it couldn't be any different, you know, um, but they're just as important. One could lead to the other, you know. Right. And so I think just just making a place where you're breaking down those stigmas. There is no front desk. You know, there is no impersonal sliding window that a clipboard comes out. I have no clipboards. In my, you know, they're, they're not allowed. You know what I mean? We have, we have tablets and we sit next to you. And you don't fill nothing up, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's one of, you sign a couple stuff and, but you know, it's um one of those things that HIPAA and, and they, they all better us. They make us to the standard that we are, you know, at Hope for Cancer and in these different institutions. But yeah, it's a, it's a different, it's very diverse, but it, it comes down to the same principles. You know, you make it accessible, you make it convenient, you make it affordable, you know, and with business, you got to know your numbers. In this order, you need to know your burn rate. When do I ever make money? Uncle Joe gave me a hundred grand because I was dying for payroll, and uh, he told me, "Oh, kid, did you count it?" You know, burn rate number one. Learn what it is for your business. Number two is your break even. I don't care how big or how small your company is. What's it cost you to turn the lights on every day in the morning? How much does it cost you to turn the lights on? So your burn rate, your break even, your agent average customer patient acquisition cost and your average customer patient spend and your capacity. What's your capacity? Water seeks its own level. Water seeks its own level, right? So that's the one thing you got to learn is water seeks its own level. You put capacity out there, you're going to fill it. If you don't, you're not, you know, so what is your capacity? Where are you as far as capacity? 
everybody in their medical field specifically, they they think their capacity, they're only operating at 40% capacity. You got 10 treatment rooms or 10 operatories, you're open eight to nine hours a day. What's your capacity? What's your average patient time? So what's your capacity? People don't know those key principles of business, what your burn rate is, what your break even is, what your patient acquisition cost is, what your average patient spend. You know, those kind of things are hugely important and what's your capacity because water seeks its own level because everybody at the front desk or everybody on the desk, oh, we're so overworking. You guys are at 50% capacity. There's physical space in here to see 50% more people. And not being more efficient, just getting more people in the door and and, and booking them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you, you can create your own. I just tell people to create critical mass, create critical mass. And how do you do that? You're sincere and you're friendly and you're instilling in people that you meet, whether they're a customer or a patient. How do you do it? How do you do anything? Just create critical mass. You know, I always used to tell people at, at um, Upstate Dental and, and when it turned into Aspen, I used to tell people, you know, these new locations that these de novos we were always opening, I would tell them, tell the UPS guy to sit around for a little while, see if he wants a coffee, you know, just, just create critical mass, you know? And we used to have a contest that the front desk, if they could get somebody who was a ride or a caregiver that was waiting for the patient in the waiting room to get a treatment done, they would get a bonus. Hey, you know, he's going to be about 45 minutes. You want to get your teeth clean? We've got a special right now, free exam and x-ray clean. And you get your teeth clean while he's in there. And then when you come out, you got your teeth clean. You got to get a root canal. He's bumming. You can just get your teeth clean. You know, that was, you got a bonus for that. You know, wow. it, like what in the peripheral, like, what are you doing? What are you doing to create critical mass? You know, that kind of thing. Um, making relevant, um, honest content, you know, and, and if your content's a doctor's office or a dentist office or a cancer treatment center, world renowned, I mean, it's the same thing. What, what are you doing to create critical mass? You know, and the numbers are just ridiculous. That's why I'm so excited about just how your podcast has grown because people don't realize the numbers that are on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had a we had a big 2023, and it was crazy because like you're living it, so it doesn't feel like it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, part of me is like, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, man. You know, it just it doesn't feel like the growth. And then you sit back and you look back on an entire year. And I mean, I mean, no offense to any of our guests or anything, but like I look back and I'm thinking, I forgot about that podcast. And not in a bad way. It was a good pod. Or like I or not that I forgot about it, but I thought, oh, maybe with like was that in 2022 mm-hmm. or something like that. And then you look. And it's that way in business too, is like you start and you have no, you know, no customers, no clients. I mean, I started uh, my, my healthcare advocacy company with three clients. I side hustled it through working and then jumped. And so I was lucky that I started with three, but that's kind of like zero in the grand scheme. That's my zero. Mm -hmm. And then it's grown. And I look back and like after one year of business was two days ago. I look back, I'm like, man, I've had quite a few people come through the door and at least consultations, at least providing education. Right. And, and that's the slow trickle because I even saw it last year where somebody came in with a consult 
and they thought, well, maybe this isn't for me. Six months later, they were back and they're like, nope, this is, I, I'm going to try it. Right. And well, so it's like, you got to put them. Yeah. They, they put off six months because they wanted to go check some other modalities and figure it out. And they're like, you know what? I think this might be what I need. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the podcast is that we started when we were in pharmacy school. So very limited time. And they had sent us home for COVID and we, like, I didn't know what a podcast was, to be honest with you. There you and go. It just starts. But like Cam and I did a ton of work at USF mm-hmm. for men's health. We had our own, like we started a branch organization. We like, we started it like from the bottom. That was it. And grew it. And by the time we had graduated USF, I mean, other people had kind of it, it sustained itself to the point where other students had gotten the opportunity to run that organization and mm-hmm. learn like, this is how you do community outreach. This is how you, you know, engage people thoughtfully rather than, uh, can't, this might, can't might laugh at this one, but like we had like a diabetes, uh, group at school, but they would sell cupcakes to fundraise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> right. So, and Cam and I are sitting here like, how are you going to advocate for Whoa. like reducing diabetes and managing mm-hmm. it, but you're selling basically like shit to eat? Like, you know, excuse my language, but like donuts, cupcakes, and sodas and mm-hmm. hot chocolate. And there's nothing wrong with those things in isolation, but it's like maybe not to promote diabetes, right? Right. Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's we took our take on men's health because a lot of it was like finger pointing and saying, well, you should live this way, or these mm. are all the things that you have to do. And there really wasn't a lot of information. And we used the opportunity to kind of toe dip for this. And we were mm-hmm. lucky that COVID sent us home. I like, I hate to say it, but we were lucky that we were given the opportunity because had we had to actually stay at school, like that commute time and everything that went into studying, right. we would have you never had the chance this. to do this. Blessing in disguise. Yeah, it would have never come this way. And then so learning about a podcast, learning how to do it, learning about audio quality, everything that goes into it. And it's still growing and still getting better. And I mean, we've heard from so many people saying, like, I've been listening. This is where it really gets me is like, I've been listening from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's grown so much. Mm-hmm. We're and like you that, you know, from your yeah. start. I remember you telling me a story. It was so it's so endearing, you know, to the to the point where you guys have got now. But but I recognize the fact in you, Cameron, and you, Patrick, what you guys did differently is when you got home from COVID and they sent you home, you didn't sit on your hands. You got up and you did it and you went for it. You know, and you're like, okay, well, like everybody, anybody, any expert in this world was a a novice at one point, you know, any expert in any field had no idea what they were doing at one point. You could be a world, you could be Nikola Tesla, you could be Elon Musk. At one point, he he had no idea what about rockets, nothing. Didn't know a thing about rockets or electric cars. He was an amateur, couldn't tell you a thing about him at one point in his life but any expert then you guys i was so invigorated with that when you told me the story you're like no we just got out of you know they sent us home for COVID. it was a big disaster we're doing school online now we jumped out and said let's blast let's let's put this podcast nationwide you know and i just thought that that was really cool that you guys you know you have to there's an action for every reaction right there's a reaction for every action so 
you know, that's the biggest thing I can tell anybody is do it. You know, Nike's not wrong. I saw a great advertisement the other day for Nike. It was a park bench without the bench, just the back, because you can't sit down. <laughs> you know, a park bench without the bench. It was just the back. So you can't sit down. Do it. You know, that kind of thing. So I think that's the one of the biggest advice I can get anybody. You want to do something, go for it. You know, for sure. Um, if you have if you're sincere and you're a hard worker and you're honest and you're diligent and you're consistent, you'll kill it every time. You'll kill it every time. Those are the things I learned to kill it. Those are my secrets to killing it, you know, beyond my wildest imagination now. I mean, every day is a blessing. Every day, I thank God when I wake up in the morning, I tell him to put the words in my mouth, the actions in my step and the thoughts in my head, you know, and, and when you have that, just really, I'm just going to kill it like you guys did. Like, we're just going to go for it. And when you're like that, you know, put the thoughts in my head and the words in my mouth and the actions in my steps, then you got, you're nothing to be afraid of. Now, call it ignorance, right? I mean, certain things. I mean, when I went down to Keough Island and started a roofing, copper roofing company, you know, and then had it for 10 years and and, and grew it to the biggest in, in the area, um, I, I just went for it. I didn't know anything. But I was honest and I was sincere and I was consistent, and, you know, and, and I put a good team together and we did it. You know, and and did almost every house that came, you know, 90% of the houses that came out of the ground on Keough Island for 10 straight years. You know, roofs that are two, three hundred thousand dollars plus. Never been on a roof in my life and afraid of heights. True story. But you just you go for it. And what you guys did with the podcast is you're just like, let's go for it. Let's learn everything about audio. Let's learn everything that it takes, you know. And like you said, your commute time, just your commute time in the car back and forth to school. That was invaluable time that you got when COVID happened, you know, sure. just those that's two hours what, a day. Yeah. That's what I was blaming on why my grades went up. I think our biggest push though right? was them telling us that we can't do stuff because they were, they told us, you know, you can't do in person. You can't do, you know, what we were doing with men's health. So we were like, bet. And we just kind of <laughs> took it by the horns. You guys do yeah. live notes as well. Oh yeah. Right on. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did. Um, we have one of my businesses. Yeah, we'll do some live ones now. Like Cam's in Louisville, so it's a little bit tougher. But we'll do like uh, a few weeks ago. We went on a young ladies podcast to talk about men's self care. So right. I was there live with her, and Cam remoted in. So I mean, there's always solutions. You mm -hmm. can figure it out, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I got like right here under my desk. I've got a whole tub full of equipment for live podcasting. Nice. And I can set it up in my office or whatever. I mean, the biggest thing was saying, I mean, we were a, like we were so tired, I think of school telling us that like what we were doing and the way we were doing mm -hmm. it wasn't the, it wasn't maybe along their alignment. Like, so we wanted to go play bingo mm -hmm. and that was like our first event. I've had done things similar, but I had never done that before. So I'm sitting there thinking like, I hope people show up. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was also telling students, don't fundraise with other students. None of us have any money. Find adults with $20 bills. Like, you know, most adults, a 20, a 20 isn't that much money. Like, they, right. you know, when you go out or do something, you're guaranteed probably spending 20 bucks at least. Right. And this was in like 2019. So you go to uh, New York City, you can't out the door for less than a couple of hundred. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I'm afraid to walk out the hotel room. 
I yeah, so we two hundred, no matter what time. <laughs> it yeah, and we were just telling them, we're like, tell your family, tell people that you know that have jobs that are not students, and tell them, hey, we're going to do this bingo event. Let's spread the word. And you know, people were rolling up twenties in hand to play bingo. It was a fundraiser, and then on top of that, they brought cash so they could buy raffle tickets and all that stuff. But you know, when we first kind of pitched that idea. I don't think really school thought it was so great. And then like a day or two before uh, one of the administration was saying, Oh, by the way, bingo's gambling. We're shutting your program down. And I'm on the phone. Like I'm on the phone, my like buddy who's an attorney and I'm like, they can't do this. We're a 501 C, you know, and like, right. I'm, and I'm ready to just go at it with the school. It's just right. kind of part, like kind of who I am. Right. Like I'll, right. I'll fight back if I, if I believe in it enough. Mm -hmm. And we had people in the administration saying, like, you can't do this. We're going to shut this whole thing down. And then finally, I think Cam, I don't know, you might remember better than me because I just was so frustrated with all of them. Is like when they finally sent us home from COVID, everybody in our org got an email that said, if you do in person, you're out of school. Like, I think wow. that was it, right? Going for disciplinary and separation. Yeah. Wow. Possible. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're like, okay, well, what's one way we don't, contact anybody but they can still hear oh we can start a podcast or we can have our own like radio right. show or something yep. you know and here we are in dialogue, baby but everybody's talking back to you you know right. you got you know all the calls and emails you guys get in texas after you finish one of these yeah you know, it's it's so invigorating it's just it's just awesomeness that you know it's a niche you, you guys are you're providing a service that is not available you know, you really are. You're providing a service like medical man cave. You're providing a service for men that's not available. You know, just have a frank, you know, friendly, cool, you know, educated, based in science conversation. It's invigorating. And for the stuff that you guys do in your own accord, I mean, pharmacy school, it's like, okay, well, who's this guy? Oh, he's a pharmacist. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He knows more about this stuff than anybody does, you know. Um, or she knows more about this than any, you know, than, you know, medicine, than the phone knows more about it than a pharmacist. Nobody, you know, effects or, or what it does and that kind of thing. So to, to do that and then empower what you do as far as modalities and things like that, it's incredible. And the same with you, Cameron, what you're doing. It's, it's just, a, it just goes to show, you know, if you have a great idea and you're sincere about it, it's going to be successful, you know, um, it's 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 great it's refreshing to say the yeah. least uh, i'll even say this i i brought it up on our new year's episode but it took us two years to get to like i think it was around ten thousand downloads mm -hmm. and it took us one year to over double that mm -hmm. and i'm excited what 2024 has got because there's right i mean there's we're gonna blow it up right even more but and it's and like, I've kind of seen it with following you guys with medical man cave that, I mean, Cam and I had talked about it on previous podcasts is like crazy where there isn't necessarily a place. And then we found you guys and then we talked to Gary, you know, like awesome. But it was just, there isn't a place where guys go to the doctor and feel comfortable. It didn't exist. And That's then why I don't walk, know. Right. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you walk into the man cave and you got airplane wing chairs and you know Muhammad Ali, bar. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bar. There's snacks. Like Gary, Gary has a big emphasis on the snacks. Like, but yeah. 
you you sit down and I remember walking in, I think the second, I think it was, it was actually to meet you the second time. And I think there was a couple of people sitting in the waiting room and they were chilling. They had a bottle of water, they were eating, they were watching TV mm-hmm. and it didn't, I mean, I, I thought like, man, I could be in a sports bar. I could be in a doctor's office. I don't know, but that's the atmosphere um, that you guys give off. And so that people like guys, especially who have traditionally had such a hard time seeking treatment mm-hmm. now feel like, well, I can go to medical man cave and get whatever I need. <laughs> and, and guess what? They listen to me there. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Steve's, uh, and he, he's just incredible. Like I said, and Dr. Tony, they're just so sincere and so proficient and well-read in, in just their, their medicine. It, it just makes, like you said, everybody at ease, like they, they are totally cool. I mean, they're totally loving they love their patients. They tell them they love their patients. They're 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 fighting for their patients just as much as the patient is. You know, they really Dr. Steve really is and Dr. Tony. I mean, he lives and breathes it. Dr. Steve lives and breathes it. I mean, he, he, he you there's no question that like this is a guy you want to hang out with and he's totally cool and he just totally makes me feel at ease. You know, and he doesn't hire any other doctors underneath him, you know, Dr. Tony and Dr. Steve both being chief medical officers with their respective companies. They don't hire anybody who doesn't have that like-minded, you know, um, way about them. You know, they just have to not not just be a doctor, but blow you away and ask you if you you know is there anything you want to talk about? You know, you imagine that is there anything you want to talk about? You know, like I mean, they're so easy to talk to. You know, both Doctor Tony and and Doctor Steve. So yeah, I mean, that's you just see like the worry on patient's face when they walk in just just dissolves and both hope for cancer you know and 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 both these these unique medical practices they you just see it just kind of just go away it just it just melts off i'm like all right i'm good you know what i mean especially when you got a couple people walking around saying dude you're good come on let's go you want to go in you want to sit here you know grab a you know a snack and a drink or i mean what do you want to do you know like you can hang out all day for all we care. We, you know, we got the places are huge. You know what I mean? So we're not trying to get anybody in and out. Like we don't want you to come in and come out. If you're a type of person who wants to get in and get out, we don't have, we have no appointment necessary. We have the in-house payment plans. We're open five, six days a week um, in our locations. We're opening all over the country. Um, so, you know, Denver and Chicago and Tampa and Dallas, San Diego, Palm Springs and Scottsdale, Nashville. They're, I mean, they're coming. You know, that's my job, one after another. Um, you know, we already got, you know, Chicago open, Tampa open, as you guys know, West Palm Beach, um, Dallas. Um, it, it's just an unbelievable facility in Dallas. Um, it's just gorgeous. So they're inviting. And and with Hope for Cancer, I mean, we're, we're um, you know, looking at growth uh, on an exponential way there to, to, to increase that message. Same thing you guys are trying to do, right? We're trying to increase our services so more men have a comfortable place to go to the doctor or more people can spend time with their loved ones. And then you guys are growing the same thing on an information basis, you know, so we have no competition and, you know, the name's gold, you know, yeah, for both, of them. you know, the um, name's gold, you know, I just vacillate towards like what, better thing than you can have but hope right i mean i posted on linkedin on my page the other day the definition of hope with a hope for cancer you know when you when you read 
the Webster's or where you read the Wikipedia definition of hope, you know, it applies, you know, in, you know, medical man caves, the same thing, you know, I mean, both the names are just gold. Um, so they really convey what these places are about. You know, when you think of a man cave, you always think about going to your buddy's house and going down the basement and everything's so cool. And he's got a whole bar and a refrigerator full of beer. You know what I mean? And he's got this huge TV screen and the pool table. You know, that's kind of when you think of those ultimate man caves. And when you think about other places that you just want serenity and peace and feng shui, it's hope for cancer. So it's, yeah, it's really cool. It's about what you create, right? What we were talking about, what you absorb what you absorb, what you absorb visually, what you absorb with your faith, what you absorb with food, what you absorb with friends, with song, with exercise, you know, it's it's all those things. So it's it's been a, a true blessing to get the opportunity to work for both of these companies. And I just love it. I mean, like I said, it is the most gratifying thing at this point I've ever done in my life because I really see that I'm a, a small part of a big picture of helping people. And, and you know, two different ways. So I'm really blessed. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and kind of sharing your experiences really from, you know, I, I know you're an executive with these companies, but uh, if you've listened to our old podcast with RJ and if you've listened to a couple other podcasts that aren't us, but RJ's on them, he's like a master of finding out what patients want. I think you've sat in like so many waiting rooms and just asked questions and legitimately just been interested in the patient because at the end of the day, they're, you know, they're coming to seek your services. They're the ones paying you and you want them to be happy because they'll come back and they'll refer more. So um, thank you for kind of sharing some of your entrepreneurship on uh, um, it. Entrepreneurship, yeah. And just kind of like just giving us some insight into these places that you're, you know, a part of because you see it really from the outside looking in like, yeah, you see it from an executive perspective, but you also see it from you go and like your boots on the ground, you're hanging out with patients, you're going into the IV rooms. And yeah. I mean, you're probably one of the only executives I know that would do that. Yeah. I can offer, you know, that to all your listeners. Like if you have a family member, everybody knows somebody with cancer, you know, if you have somebody who's struggling with that, you know, reach out to me directly. You can get the information. Obviously you, you guys have my number, but reach out to me personally. I'll, I'll take mm -hmm. care. I'll facilitate the information process in your journey, I'll, I'll, I'll facilitate it personally for you. That's how, that's how much of a difference I try to make. You know, um, I, I sent out, um, I got some, I got some amazing replies, but in three years, uh, medical man cave in our location, 16,000. Um, and I sent this email out to 16,000 three days ago. So you guys can imagine how busy I've been, right? um with this but i'll just give you a quick read steve i hope this email finds you well as ceo of medical man cave i wanted to take this opportunity to introduce myself and answer any questions you may have about men's medical services i know this is unusual for the ceo of a company to reach out directly but that's what makes mmc different so different we really want to know what you need and how can we help and we feel that that should start at the top although I believe more in horizontal, to be a team effort. You can reach me at any time directly, 843-200-0688. We understand that seeking medical treatment can be a daunting task, and we are here to make the process comfortable and convenient as possible. If you came into the medical man cave for a consultation or you're an existing patient, I'd like 
you to reach out to me and let me know about your experience. Our team is dedicated to providing top-notch care and welcoming environment designed specifically for men. I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you and discuss how Medical Man Cave can help you in your health journey. And I, that's an email I sent to 16,000 patients yesterday or two days ago. My team sent it out. So I've been fielding phone calls. I've been fielding emails. I've been fielding text messages. And I look at every single one of those as an opportunity for improvement. No matter what they said. No matter what they said. I had some of them attack me. You know, vision, you know what I look like. Like, why would I listen to you? You got to have like a toaster on them. You know, um, but I look at every one of those dozens and dozens of, of all three I just forementioned have happened over the last two days sitting at my desk all day long. And I look at every one of those interactions with an opportunity for improvement. How can I improve, you know, our services and how can I and, and like you said, you picked up on it. The most valuable feedback I've ever got was the thousands of hours I spent in waiting rooms. Just sitting incognito, pretending I was a patient, just like everybody else, so I could hear the real truth, you know. And a lot of people, I'm so blessed, you know, these emails and the text messages I got so forthright and giving us an opportunity for improvement. Because that's, everybody thinks they're doing, you know, oh, this is what we're doing and it's the right thing. How do you know? Did you ask anybody? <laughs> Did you ask any of your patients? Did you ask any of your customers? How do you know? Why? Because you had the conversation with your buddies, your wives, and your C-suite? Or your coworkers? Nah. Nah. Best business you could ever get are video testimonials of your patients. It's the best advertising you can ever do is video testimonial of your patient. Blows PPC, blows anything else out of the water. Is video testimonials of your customers or your patients. And, you know, that I think it, it, it it's just holds the same truth. That's awesome. Well, RJ, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time. And it's, it's always super valuable. And we know that our audience will get a lot of value out of it. So yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. God bless. Have a great night. Well, thanks, brother. All right.